back to the Akatech Podcast. So as I'm your host, a fork in the road, Jay. Join as always is my co-host, a spoon in the street, Z. How are you doing today, Z? I'm doing good. That's, That's good. One, you like that one? Yeah, thank nice you. That's just a nice, nice little punny one, huh? Is that yeah, much better than last week where uh, a dingo ate a baby. Yeah, I know. That one's upsetting. Hey, is they, that a pun? They can't, I don't think it is uh, a pun, spoon, actually. I think it's just wordplay. On the street. Just alliteration? Well, it is alliteration, but also it's like a, it's wordplay because it's, it's a, yeah, it's a play on words. Yeah. Surely. I, I'm, hey, I, I see where you're coming from. Don't worry. I agree with you. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not, it isn't a pun. That's not what puns are. Now, who, who can say what a pun? Really, uh, the pun is in the eye of the beholder. I don't think so. Well, what do I you know? Like, you don't know what a pun is anyway. of rules. No, I think I do. It's not important, though. <laughs> All right. What is important? It's The Last of Us, episode five, six. six? It's got to be six, right? <laughs> it's got to be It's got to be six. That's six, yeah. Kin. Yeah. Kin. So we pick up where we left off. Well, actually, no, we don't pick up where we leave off. Not at all, actually. It's been several months, I, don't know. I think. I don't know why I said that. That's I think right. it's the last couple ones they do that. Uh, we start with uh, a it's this older guy out in a cabin with some rabbits. Yeah. He's come back to his nice log cabin with a bow. He brings this him back. In, he's in Wind River, that guy? Yes, that's where he's from. I couldn't remember where he was from. I recognize I mean, he's him. In a, he's in a number of things. You might have seen him elsewhere as well, but yeah. he's the chief of the Reservation Police in Wind River. Yeah, he is a happy ending, I think, at the end of that movie. Mm-mm. Well, no spoilers. We'll no never spoilers. know of a listener. Go watch uh, it. He, yeah, go watch it. Very good movie. Well, upsetting, but it's upsetting. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, he comes in, his wife's sitting there, and Joel appears with a gun, and he's like, why don't you sit down and tell me where I am? And if you don't tell me you know, correctly, I'll kill you with this gun. And he's like, okay. He's very nonplussed about Joel. Uh, they just don't really care because they're old in the apocalypse. They're like, oh, buddy, we don't. We, we just couldn't care less. I guess whatever at this point. Yeah. And this, I mean, kill me or don't. I, I mean, I ain't got much left in me. Uh, Ellie comes out and they're trying to convince him. And Ellie's being a little, just a little firecracker. Classic Ellie. Like she, like she does. And they find out that there's this uh, river they don't want them to cross. They're like, don't cross this river. It's a river of death. Uh, we go near it and they just, we find all these bodies everywhere of infected people, non-infected people. Just don't even bother. They're like, thanks, but we're going to keep going. And they uh, go to leave, and as they're walking, Joel has like a like a, like a, he just stops. Like he all like his from his perspective, his vision kind of goes a little blurry, and there's like a ring in his ears he can't really hear right. He's holding his chest. It looks to be a heart attack, but we find out later that it's not quite not not really a heart attack. I um, think I think they're just panic attacks. Well, yeah, they're just panic attacks. Yeah, uh, but he's it, just uh, he's worried. That's what it really comes on. Yeah. Which he he kind of yeah he puts voice to later on, but. So first, a couple of those episode where he just kind of yeah thought of it for a minute, but he obviously plays it off, plays it all cool for for Ellie's sake. And they start walking through. Um, they make a camp and talk about I think talk about their dreams, what they would do after like they yeah. get the cure. Talk about like oh I tried to cure with my blood and it didn't work. Like it's gonna work. And Joe's like ah it's probably you know more complicated than that. Like you can't just put your blood into somebody. Obviously, Joel's in no science, but he knows he knew enough that he knows that that's not how it works. So it's some uh, semblance of relief to Ellie that it's not all for nothing, which mm-hmm. we know that it is uh, based on what the the show has told us. Uh, and then uh, Joel falls asleep and he wakes up and Ellie's standing guard and he's like, mm, "Don't do that. I'll I'll do it." But she did everything he told him to do, so he's a little conflicted because he's like, "Well, I don't want you to take guard, but you did everything I taught you to do, so you're being safe." So mm, I don't. I'm a little, a little, a little internal conflict for him, kind of going through this episode. 
Yeah, and they, and, uh, they find that like, bridge, right? And they just decide to go for it. Like, Jill's like, well, we got to do it. We're, we ain't afraid of no ghosts. Um, mm-hmm. So they just do it. And, uh, well, what do you know? But uh, some turns out some people are there. And they come upon them. And uh, they get ridden down by some horses, basically. What comes yeah, right? There's nothing really happens between there, right? Yeah, they camp. No, not there. really. They camp in the other. There's, there's a bunch of shots of them just walking across. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, bridge and stuff, which is cool. Oh yeah, it was, it was all the cars. Do you, see, do you see people point out that there's a uh, <clears throat> one of those shots like before they cross the bridge there you can see you can see crew in the tree line. Oh, can you? Yeah. I I I did hear something like something like oh, uh, production mistake in the last of us. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Did. I didn't I didn't notice it cuz I wasn't like looking over the It's screen. one of those things that most people don't, I guess, right? Yeah, so. Yeah. Um but then they're uh, like we're going to shoot you or whatever cuz uh this is our territory. And they check him to be infected, which is another nerve-wracking episode for Joel here, where he mm. seems to have another panic attack because they're like, "This dog can smell smell infected, I guess." <laughs> so it's gonna it's smell the, the fungus. So it's gonna sniff you and uh, sniffs them both. And Joel's very worried, obviously, because he's like, "Well, it probably will smell it on her." Because I guess why wouldn't it? I don't know. It's because the because the like because um I mean the testing in the first episode worked on her like it shows. Yeah, she's oh, that's right. That's true. So yeah. It should, but no, nah, the dog's cool. Dog's all right. The dog, just an idiot, I guess. It's like it can't do it. I guess they gotta get a new dog, because they might just be. They probably killed a bunch of people who weren't infected. <laughs> Maybe the dog doesn't actually know what it's doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, you have to be. You really have to train it for that. Like, you would have to know how to train the dog as well. Like, I guess presumably yeah. one of them was a fucking dog trainer or something in the previous in the olden times or something. Whatever the before four times before four, so uh, turns out that because then they're like, all right, I guess you're all right. What are you doing here? And he's like, I'm here to find my brother. And then of course, uh, we realize it's this is a group they've been looking for because mm-hmm. um, the lady with them, who turns out to be Maria, is like, wait a minute, you're looking for Tommy? I know Tommy. You must be Joel. And I'm quite so, well. I'm Joel. We'll find out. And they're like, oh, geez, well, okay. And yeah, that's that's good. That's a nice bit of good luck. Which is kind of how it happens in the game as well. They just kind of stumble upon him and they're like, oh, yeah, that's us. It's me. Although in the game, I said this um, earlier in the season, right? They're not really looking for Tommy, at least not in the same way. Like, Joel doesn't set out being like, well, I need to find my brother because I'm worried about him. But uh, mm-hmm. regardless, works out and we have a nice tearful reunion between the brothers, which is cool. Tommy's looking yeah. good. He's got a, he's, he seems to really have an affinity for denim. Um, he loved that. Denim. He's got a lot of notice because he's wearing jeans, but he's also wearing yeah. a jean jacket and like a I don't even know what you call it a jean shirt. It's all it's denim it's all the, the way down. <laughs> it's the Canadian tuxedo. It's incredible. It's a real look. I love it. It's a it's a good. He's got a nice nice mustache and beard. He really pulls know, off right? the look. He really he's does. aged much better than Joel has. <laughs> Everyone's been making that joke this week that like Tommy's looking good. His hair he's, his hair's all grown out and luscious, and he's got these these beautiful raven curls. He's, he's got his fine mustache and Jules just dying over here. Just like thinning and gray and like his eyes are sunken. <laughs> Having heart attacks every other minute it seems. And Tommy's just living his best life. So good for Tommy. Love him. Love to Ellie, see. Uh, when they eat the reunion, Ellie seems like the, the camera kind of lingers on Ellie a little bit because it's she's like, like oh, what's going on here? Because she kind of feels and this, this kind of comes through in the episode that she's like, ooh, I'm not Joel. No matter how fun, Joel, how much fun Joel and I are having together, like I'm not are I'm we not really? his, like I'm not yeah. his friend or his family. How, how close are we really? Because like that's his actual brother, mm-hmm. and he's like I don't think she's ever seen him like smile. Yeah, yeah. 
or like be happy. Um, something cool. I thought so. In the next scene, they're like, "All right, let's sell you and get some food." And they're scarfing down food. Um, there's a girl who's staring at Ellie, and mm-hmm. uh, Ellie scares her off, <laughs> and then she never comes. Over. I don't think she ever referenced again this episode. Um, I don't think. She- I think. I mean, it, it's weird because it's one of those things where, like, just from a production standpoint, like, I don't know if this would make sense, but I wonder if it's not a character from uh, Part Two. I mean, I suppose they could always just recast her as well or whatever. But I don't know. I guess. I th- I just th- feel like maybe it could be Dina from part two, just because that's yeah. That was my first thought, but then they didn't like I said they didn't follow up on it, so I was like, okay, maybe not. Because again, it's like it would be weird to cast somebody who was going to be a main character in the second season, right? To be mm-hmm. one scene in the first season, so it could just be a coincidence, whatever. But uh, yeah, I did like in that scene when uh, Ellie's like. Scarfing it down, swearing and stuff. Yeah, she's like, like, Ellie, come on, calm down, mind your manners. And he's like, What are you trying to show off your brother? <laughs> she's be oh, nice, like you said, just classic firecracker behavior out of Ellie. She's kind of lipping with Maria. Oh, yeah, she's getting a lot of love. She was not, not pleased with her. Well, she's kind of Maria's kind of a little confrontational herself, though. Like, she doesn't trust Joel, which is weird because it's like, I mean, that is his brother. I like, guess your husband's brother. Come on. Surely, yeah, surely he mentioned his brother once or twice, been like, "Yeah, my brother Jules, I like him. He's a good person. He is my brother." Well, as we come to realize, it's like you know, related to all the stuff they got up to early on when they were not so great. But it's like, mm-hmm. why does why do you forgive Tommy for that? And like, ah, clearly Tommy's a good guy, but not Joel. Like, why is Joel not? You know what I mean? Because she's like, mm, Joel's a bad influence here. It's like, okay, I guess, but whatever. I guess that comes sort of gets resolved, but uh show them the whole town so we see all jackson here it's pretty sweet huh oh yeah they really got they got up and running yeah, like almost a society kind of going but literally it's actually well, uh, an actual society going that isn't like the qz yeah right it's really kind of nice um and it's i remember thinking this from the games stuff too it's just like I, I could get on board with this you know like we always joke you know all oh, the apocalypse would suck i would probably just call it right away because it's like you wouldn't yeah. have anything fun but they got a lot going for them here, right? Like, yes, they don't have Doritos, haha. But, like, they obviously have sustainable food. And, like, electricity is the big thing. Because even without, like, okay, we don't have the internet, right? But, like, pff, might be a net positive grand scheme of things. Oh, yeah. You can still, like, plug in an Xbox, right? You can be playing single-player games with your buddies, at least. You know, get a yeah, little couch co-op going on. You can play Halo 2. You can still play Halo 2 in the apocalypse. You could still play Halo 2 with your friends, split-screen-wise. And that's really what it's all about, right? Like, we would be a country yeah. again, Jack. We used to be a country, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Where people would play split-screen with their friends. When was the last time you did any couch co-op action? It doesn't happen anymore, Jack. We've lost it. Not. We've lost it. You get back in touch. No more internet. We live on this ranch, and we're all communists or whatever, and we play Halo. I think I can get bored with it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, you get lights. Like... Oh, the, the lights are pretty good because then you Showering. can do things after dark. Yeah. The plumbing will work. Like, that's all the important shit, really. You got most of your bases covered, really. Like Tommy says, like, once they get bacon, what else is there, really? You know? And I'm like, yeah, Tommy, you might be onto something. Yeah, man. Like, once you can make, like, if you get close as you can get without going over, like, sure, you can't, like, fly planes and stuff, but, like, how often are you flying in planes anyway? Grand scheme. The only thing with this is I feel like it's still in a weird gray area timeline wise, right? Mm-hmm. because it's been 20 years which is a long while but it's also it's a long time to like get this started again but how sustainable is this right because eventually right. stuff's gonna break and then what you know yeah, how, yeah what happens if your xbox uh, red ring of deaths yeah do that? 
what are you gonna do then right what happens when your fridges stop working and sh- i mean obviously the the dam is the big thing like do you have people maintaining that big ass dam i wouldn't know how to do that no you know? they just get lucky and find the one guy who like knows how to work the dam it's like that uh it's like that whitest kids you know bit you've seen the one about it's about like nukes or like nuclear power plants I know. Like, oh, anarchy, we did it. We've had a successful anarchist revolution. And then someone's like, hey, guys, not to like put a damper on it, but someone's got to work at the old uh, the nuclear plant to keep it running. Otherwise, it'll melt down. And they're like, that's not anarchy. We want to do what we want. And he's like, yeah, actually, and we're going to need some people to help out probably too. <laughs> you ever see this one? It's pretty good. Because no, no. I think it's like, all right, fine. And he's like, okay, but if I'm going to be, if I'm going to be working at the plant, then like, I'm going to need someone to share their food with me so I can have food. And they're like, well, why are we sharing our food? It's anarchy. It's supposed to be everyone for themselves. He's like, yeah, but I need some food. If I'm working at the plant, I don't get food for myself. So, and they're like, fine, we'll all share a little bit of our food with you. And then he's like, all right, well, how do we know, though? How do we know who's like, what about the other guys working at the plant? And they're like, oh, well, everyone on the crew, they all get to have they all get to have everyone else's food to share, right? So we'll get we'll make mm-hmm. up shirts, okay? We'll make up shirts. And you'll it's like, wait, well, who's making the shirts now? It's like okay, well, I'll make the shirts. It's like well, but I, I need a little bit of the food to take off for the time where I'm making the shirts. <laughs> it's just, you know, they just cascades from there. They just have to make society again. It turns out it's kind of like that. Yeah, that's why anarchists are fucking stupid. But yeah, like eventually, this all seems pretty good in the short term. But I just, how sustainable is it to just have all this yeah. equipment and shit still running until you get an actual society with like I don't know industry? <laughs> you know, like that's the weird thing mm-hmm. about stuff like this is like oh there's too they're still too small like i guess that's the question almost it's like how sustainable like what what kind of um level of sort of you know progress can you get to technology wise with a a community of only like 300 right like where does that max out at and it probably maxes out at like pre pre pre-industrial because like Mm -hmm. naturally right because that's how it was like all the shit that we have only really works because we live in you know, a globalized society now, right? Or like, yeah, we're, we're, not everyone's doing it. You can't make everything in your own. Yeah, you can't. I mean, you can't make everything in your own country, right? Much less your own oh. town, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it only works because we're getting, sh- we're sending and receiving shit from everywhere, and everyone else is sending and receiving stuff from everywhere and making things and stuff. So, yeah. I don't know, what you're and, about. but it is cool. They got a good thing going, right? Oh yeah, I mean, like even Bill, like Bill was self-sufficient. And yeah, Bill like, was too. But again, and how long? And they, and Pedro Pesco was like, or not Pedro, Joe was like, yeah, man, your fence is going to fall apart in like two years. Yeah. And it's not, it can't last forever. I can get you stuff because it's somewhere else that you, you can't, stuff that you couldn't feasibly make because you, exactly. need, you need a machine that doesn't run anymore. And it's like, I always, the, the thing I've been saying, right, is that like, because it's been, um, because so many people have died, there's like a lot of excess shit just hanging around still, but that's going to mm-hmm. dry up sooner or later right i mean it regardless yeah. of how long it takes it's gonna happen at some point Physically, oh, yeah. especially even if they don't use it it's gonna like degrade from just existing yeah so, yeah so all just interesting stuff to think about when you're dealing with oh, yeah. your apocalypse and i was like these but like this is one of the coolest and it also is feasible right like this makes sense to me i can suspend my disbelief this would all work and it's one of the more successful versions of this that i've seen i feel like in like a, a mm. fictional Apocalypse oh, yeah. of like, oh yeah, they got a nice thing going. They got oh, yeah. like neighbors and shit. They just live in little houses, you know. It's cool. Yeah, or not even that little actually. They're quite big. They're all gated communities that they yeah. built off of. They have movie nights and shit. I'd be like, I'd be all right yeah. with all this. I don't know what movie they were watching. I don't either. It seemed like an old shit movie that wasn't very good. Yeah. I was like, put something fucking good up, right? 
Surely you have better yeah. movies than that. Come on. Surely you got Top Gun. Yeah, fucking hell. Show those kids Jurassic Park. Blow their minds. Like, yeah. what are we doing here? Like, this movie came out like relatively before the whole world ended. If you got Toy Story, I mean, oh well, wait, I, I forget. It is 2003, so we have to we have to hedge our bets a little. They don't have yes, any Marvel movies. Fuck. Fuck. No Iron Man. They could have had up to. See, but the, the the sort of only redeeming feature of that is that you know they don't have to miss out on it all. Because otherwise, because if true. it was if it was moved up like it is in the game where it happened in 2013, they would have the Avengers, right? But then, mm-hmm. and then they'd have the post credit scene with Thanos, and they'd be like, "But what happens with Thanos?" And they'd never know. They would never know. They'd never. They'd never get to see Infinity War. So it's almost a blessing. They yeah. still have the Star Wars. Uh, oh, oh my God, Jack! They don't have. They don't have Revenge of the Sith though. Oh, oh no! They they never know what happens. That's horrible. After taking the clones, they're like, "Wow, Anakin sucks." I wonder what happens to him. How does he become Darth Vader? And then never know. They'll never know. Oh my goodness. That's a fate worse than death. That'd be enough to send me over the edge right there. <laughs> somehow, me, if, if this is a parallel universe where somehow I am the age I am now, but it's 2003, let's just say. I'd be, you know, I'd be holding out for Avenger the Sith, right? And then for the apocalypse to happen, even if I made it through, I'd look back and realize, but there's no, there's no Revenge of the Sith. What's it all for? Why even go on? Human, indomitable human will? Fuck that. <laughs> I'm trying to watch Revenge of the Sith. How does General, Gre- who's General Grievous? They never know who General Grievous is. Ah. Oh. Well, if they had seen the Clone Wars micro series, they might. If they'd, well, caught, a, if. If they'd caught some of that, you know. They'd or have unless they played. Oh, when did um, Revenge of the Sith came out in the fall of two thousand and three, right? Or Revenge of the Sith two thousand five. Two thousand five. Oh, that would have been close. Because I was gonna say if because I remember then the the apocalypse started in like August, and the Lego game came out in May. So you could oh, play. They could they get the whole Lego version. Yeah, so no. you'd know what happened. Doesn't work, unfortunately. But yeah, I don't know. They got a sweet, sweet thing going. It'd be nice. You could just, it really would be, I was kind of joking before, but also like, it really would almost be a community. Like, I don't know. That must be an indictment of what we got rolling currently. <laughs> Cause you watch, I watch this and I'm like, this seems so nice. Like to have a genuine little community like this, where you actually know people and everyone works together instead of just, you know, whatever it is we out right now. <laughs> yeah. Where I go to work and I don't know anybody, any, everybody who comes in contact with me, I've, I'll never see again and had never seen before. Yeah, so I don't know. Nah, what do you, what I do you think it was far? I'm not getting the tour. And uh, Tommy's like, he's like, you're communist. Tommy's like, no, we're not. It's not <laughs> communism. And she's like, yeah, it is. What? He's like, uh, it seems like, t- like he seems like he's like embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh he shit, we're communist. And she's like, this is a commune. We're communists. And Joel's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it just goes to show that nobody knows what communism is. Yeah, kind of, right? Ultimately, yeah. and they're not really. I mean, there is no state, right? So yeah, it's hard to really say it's a com. It, it's yeah, it's a it's a very small scale communist thing. Well, like a village, I guess. Or village. Yeah, again, it's, it's kind of just what villages used to be, I guess. Right? Like, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, people still have possessions. It seems so. It's not that type of communism, at least. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They even got a Christmas tree and shit. Like, it's really. Once you get to the stage in the apocalypse where you're back to being able to erect Christmas trees and lights on it just for the fuck of it, that's a yeah. not a good thing, right? I mean, once, yeah. Once you're back to holidays, I think you're doing all right. Yeah. Uh, Joel sees a woman who looks similar to his daughter from the back. Really, just hair. That's a hair thing, is what yeah. he's going there, and he's like, "What the hell?" Um, it's obviously not, but that gives him another episode here. Um, but that's a, that is kind of sad because it's like, oh yeah, his daughter could have children of her own by now if she was still around. He, mm. 
granddaddy. And like, that's sad. Now he's an old fuck who just yeah. is deaf. Dying old man. Oh, yeah. Uh, and what is it? What's next? Is the next two they, they separate, I think. Yeah, yeah. They go they go off their separate ways. Joel has yeah, a drink with Tommy in the bar, and he's like, damn you, Tommy. Why won't you do this shit for me? And Tommy's like, ah, I got my own stuff going on, Joel. I'm going to be a dad. And he's like, God damn it. Where are the fireflies? Like, now. He's like, I go to go to Colorado. He's like, are you going to come with me? He's like, well, no. And he's like, you piece of shit. I hate you. You suck. You having a kid? After I, my kid died. And Tommy's like, well, hold on, man. Come on. You be, I'm your brother, man. Be happy for me. It's the apocalypse. We almost got bacon. Come on. Come on, Joel. Just and live here with me. Ellie takes a shower and gets some new shit. They throw out all their old clothes, so buy Ellie shirt, buy classic Ellie shirt. But she gets the new Ellie outfit, which is also in the uh, game, that jacket, I think. So it's, it's just stuff like that where you really appreciate the attention to detail. Because who cares, right? Like They don't have to get the, sh- the jacket right, but may yeah. as well, right? And so they do. It gives one, people one lesson to complain about. Exactly. So, um, And uh, with the moment with, she has a moment with Maria here. Well, she comes in their house and she sees a little. Uh, memorial thing that they have um for maria's daughter or maria's son and joel's daughter um which i guess i didn't realize ellie never knew about which i guess makes sense. i think it's the same time in the game she she learns about joel's daughter it's kind of those there's like hints you know but i guess mm-hmm. obviously joel never said anything to her about it so there it is um she gets a haircut and stuff and Marie explains it all to her that like maybe you should be scared of Joel or whatever. I don't know if you should trust him and it's like yeah, I guess you appreciate Maria's where she's coming from like you appreciate her looking out but yeah. god that doesn't make any sense does it? <laughs> no, not not really. It's like well hold on, he brought me all the way here he from brought me Boston. all the way here and I just met you. So why <laughs> like even, even if he's planning some grand betrayal like tomorrow, which he kind of did in some ways. Uh-huh. Uh Oh, I would like I would have no reason to trust you because again, like you said, I just met you, lady. <laughs> I don't know you. You're Fair a com- you're a red. Also, she's a fucking she was a cop. She was a DA oh. back in the day, which is basically worse than anything. And now she she was a DA in one life, and the pocket she becomes a communist. So what really, I can't even trust a person like that. And of course, she says, "I put the bad guys in jail." Yeah, I bet you did. All exclusively yeah, bad guys, huh? <laughs> Her, she could sense the bag. She'd like the pen and stare from Ghost Rider. She could see them. I bet you didn't lock up any nonviolent drug offenders at all. No, you dick. <laughs> you suck. But yeah, I so she's like, and like I said, she's all like, "Oh, you should know." Like they were killing people back in the day. And it's like, weren't you all killing people back in the day? Like, how'd you? This is what I keep saying, right? It's like I feel like the indication we've gotten about this world is that there is no one left who is completely like uncomplicated and and just good in that way because surely everyone would have killed someone by now just about oh, right how else do you make it because there's yeah. other people out there who are willing to kill you so you for know? fun not even like because they have to just just kill you for fun as we see in this episode there's just wandering marauders with like bats and hammers and shit just because they want to <laughs> like they'll kill you just just because you know so i don't know man but uh so maria's like yeah you know you gotta be careful Okay, so they go to movies, which is fun. There's a lot of kids in there. They said like 300 people. It's what, what Maria does, right? Like, including women. There's like, I feel like there's like at least 100 kids in the image that we see here in, in the video. Oh, there's a lot of them. And plus, it's like a yeah. There's a lot of children. So I'm like, I wonder if that number's almost low. I wonder if they got too many kids in here. Like, 
in a practical sense for this production because I'm like, there's that many kids. I mean, maybe there's more kids than adults. I guess there would be. But you also got to wonder, like, obviously, pretty much every kid watched, not even pretty much, every single kid watching that movie, right, has been born um, post-apocalypse, right? Which is kind of weird in itself, isn't it? Like, how many people are ha- comfortable to have kids? I mean, I guess you don't have a choice if, <laughs> you know, if it comes up. <laughs> yeah. And there's probably even less access to contraceptives and whatnot. Oh, yeah. So, but still, you think that would like, well, I guess, I guess I kind of just explained it to myself, but, but still. Hey, you talked yourself through it. That's what's important. On some level, it's like, surely you guys would wait until we were more comfortable in, in the community. Cause it, they talk about it. Like it's a relatively, it's only recently gotten as good as it is. Right. Like they just mm-hmm. recently got the power and everything. So I don't know, but yeah, just lots of kids, which is, it's just further indication, though, that this place is really nice, and that like maybe, uh, and that the kind of the whole point of this episode is like, should they just stay here? <laughs> yeah, should they just not leave? Like, does it matter? Does any of this matter? It seems really, really nice, and like there's kids, and like every they would have a place they could, you know, they could be productive still, but also like you know have community and friends and stuff, and not be vagabonds. On the road, yeah, in real life, and not like have to eat rabbit. They could just and like you know fix your boots with like some fucking what do you call it? what's a what's a shoemaker cobbler a cobbler a cobbler's tools. Although I think are boots a different person. Do you is get it a bobbler? No, maybe it's a bobbler. I don't think it's a bobbler. That's <laughs> no, not. <laughs> but you don't have to do it. You're you don't have to fix the sole on your boot yourself. Because look at Joel, we have multiple pairs of boots actually. <laughs> yeah, we have more than one. You have to duct tape it on your foot. <laughs> you madman! <laughs> and just in the night, he's like, I guess I gotta, that's the best I can do. I'm gonna sneak over here and fucking <laughs> do weird shit with this. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to do it all myself. And it's like, you don't have to, Joel. It's a nice yeah, place so we get. We're communists now. Or uh, so when he's in the boot shop, Tommy shows up and he, like we said, he's like, here, just take some boots. Just stop. Just throw them all out. We're just gonna get rid of them or scrap them for to fix other boots later or repurpose those. And he's like. All right, Tommy, like, is this mission, like, if I head to where the fireflies are down in uh, University of Southern Colorado, I think he says. Yeah, something like that, whatever. Uh, Northern Colorado? I, no, it'd be Northern because they're in Wyoming right now, right? Yeah, they're in Wyoming. So it'd be, oh, wherever they are. Oh, I guess, in any case, uh, it's actually a suicide mission. Tommy's like, well, no, I could, I mean, we can, I can make it back. Like, it, it can be done. Like, it's not like, yeah. oh, it's so it's dangerous, it's dangerous, but not, yeah. And uh, Joe's like, all right, I need you to take Ellie then. Like, you got to take her. I'm, like, too old and too slow. And, like, I'm having panic attacks because I think about her getting hurt. And I get frozen. Like, I couldn't when that dog was sniffing her, I thought they were going to get her. And he obviously tells him that Ellie has been bitten. Like, she's immune. And he's like, I've seen her been bit. She's, she's fine. That was months ago. Like, you have to do this for me, Tommy. You're stronger. You're better. You'll be able to do it. You'll get her there, and you'll get back. And he's so like, what do we think of this? Like, okay. Joe's whole thing here. I think... I think it's a little, a little selfish on Joel's part. Yeah, I, he's I, kind of completely selfish, actually. Right after Tommy was like, "I have a kid now," and like, "Hey, Joel, you had a kid, so couldn't you be like, oh, like I relate because my my brother is having a child, and I and I'm still traumatized by the death of my daughter from 20 years ago, mm-hmm. as you would be. You don't really ever get over that, especially in the way that it happened. Yeah. So like, and then he's like, "All right, go take this girl you've never met through da- territory that you know is dangerous." And do this thing for me that might not even work. And I'll stay here and, I don't know, fix boats or something. I don't know. Whatever the fuck you would do. And hang out, I'll hang out with your wife, who would be pissed as fuck and <laughs> doesn't like me and thinks I'm a horrible human being. Well, that wasn't the plan. 
Joel's plan wasn't to stay there either, if you recall. Oh, but he would. What he had? Where was he going? I guess he. I don't know where he would have gone or what he would have done, but he was just gonna sneak out. Remember and like oh, right away right. gonna... to wherever the fuck. God only knows where he could have a place at this point, but I guess he was just gonna go. Um, because he's just scared. I, that's what it really comes down to, though. Like you said I think it is just completely selfish on his part. I he's either lying to himself or he's just. You know, whether consciously or, or unconsciously, right? He's lying to himself about like, oh, I can't do it and all. Because he's shown himself to be very capable this season, right? He's not oh, yeah. really struggled in that sense. It What he's doing with this episode, I think, is pretty much entirely emotional, right? Um, it's It really is just that he's scared. It's not because he's old and slow and stuff, which might be. But again, he's he seems to do pretty good so far, right? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, how many people has he beaten to death with his hands? <laughs> like like the first episode he punched him into death relatively quick i guess he doesn't do the other but there's i think there's a couple more in the game that don't make the cut here but where he he'll just beat the shit out of somebody with his bare hands he's uh he's clearly put together enough right yeah so what this is is yeah it's just a he's just afraid he's getting and i think he's really gotten conscious of the fact at this point you know in the three months between episodes here um because we saw it at the end of last episode right where he was like I don't know. I think there's, you know, I'm getting kind of attached because there's that moment where he's like, oh, fuck, Sam and Henry are dead. That could be us. Like, and they, they talk about it in the episode thing where they were like, yeah, this when he's he said he realizes that's that's what could happen there. And I think he, there's some level of him was like, oh, yeah, Henry killed himself when Sam died. Right. Like, what would I do if Ellie died? Right. Like, I, I think he's dealing with all these things and he's he's probably on some level uh, coming to the realization that like, oh, yeah, I probably do love her and like I'm starting to think of this girl as my daughter, right? Mm-hmm, that's yeah. why he's afraid to do it all. Cause not because he thinks he can't well, maybe on some level again, he is kind of scared, but it's just he's scared for himself as much as he is for her, I think. If not, maybe more so for, for himself. Mm. Which I think will come up yeah. again. Like I think I think you hit on something pretty good there where Joel might just be kind of a selfish guy, actually. But uh yeah, that'll that'll probably come up later. So that happens. Uh, so Tommy agrees. He's like, "All right, I guess I'll do it because you're my brother." And I'm because well, he tells brother. Him, he tells him that she's immune is the big thing, right? Yeah. Mm. And he's like, "Well, shit, that's pretty important." Oh, I did like when. <laughs> well, I didn't really like it, but when when Joel was like talking, describing to the situation that happened to Tommy, um, where the kid he was fighting that kid, and he says yeah. like five years ago, I would have destroyed him, and I was like, "Destroyed, <laughs> Jesus, Joel." Yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, "Weird, bad choice of word there, buddy." Oh, destroyed that little brat. It's like, whoa, whoa hold on. <laughs> um, lit him up. Yeah, because a lot of these instances, he's like, oh, when Sam or when Henry shot Sam, I was just like paralyzed with fear. Or like when the dog was sniffing us, I was paralyzed with fear. He's not saying that like I was physically, you know, not strong enough to do X, Y, or Z. It's all, yeah, like an emotional okay. thing. But so I think we, do we see that Ellie overhears? I feel like it's kind of I implied, know. right? Because she sneaks out, right? Of the movie or whatever, she walks out of the movie at the same time. I think. No, I that no, she doesn't overhear because Joel just tells her. Okay, I thought. Okay, I guess you're right. It kind of goes she different see, I, in the game. In the game, she definitely overhears and she like runs away, and then they like go get her back, kind of moment. Or the class, a classic. The classic, yeah, you know yeah. it is. The character hears something and runs off, and they hear the character run off. But yeah, yeah. The They're like, Ellie, no. Um, I know, I didn't mean it. So this next scene here is like. Real, real good. Just a real, real stellar uh, moment. So this is another one of those ones that's like pretty much one for one from the game. Um, 
and it's it's just stellar stellar performance on both sides here and this is really the heart of it all right um so again like a lot of this dialogue rips straight up so ellie is reading the diary of the girl whose room she's now in which is right. tough yeah i mean she's not she doesn't seem to be thinking of the far-flung implications of it she's just like aha they had to worry about boys and skirts yeah but that like, girl's definitely oh, dead. Girl's dead ellie <laughs> don't make fun of her room come on come on she, she was living her life. She's probably like twelve, man. She didn't know. How was she supposed to know? She was supposed to know that the zombies were gonna happen, and she had to be like, "Come on, hard boiled." But uh, well, because there's a moment where Ellie's like, "Why are you here?" Yeah, she says, "If you're gonna ditch me, ditch me." What do you think? Don't you think that's something? I don't know. Oh yeah, no, no, I was right. Because he says, "What exactly did you hear?" And she says, "Oh, yes, I, I forgot that. I have to leave her. You have to take her." Yeah, so she was kind of okay. Oh, okay. But yeah, there's a great scene here. Um, there's a couple of lines ripped straight out of the game that are like some of the more iconic ones from from the the game, I think. There's one in particular that doesn't make it in here, which I don't... So I, I haven't gotten around to it yet, but I read somewhere, someone said that it's... So they have a, they do a podcast every week, um, which is Troy Baker, who is the voice of Joel from the game, and um, Yael Druckmann and Craig Mazin, who are the, the writers and the showrunner, respectively. They all do a podcast every week talking about it, which I haven't got around to yet, but I... I intend That's cool. to catch up for next week. But apparently they discuss it in this week uh, why this line didn't make it. But there's a part where Joel says um, when Ellie starts talking about Sarah, he tells her she's you're treading on mighty thin ice here. But, he, you know, he says it in like a Texas drawly way. Right, of course. It's one of the iconic lines from the game. It doesn't make it here. But the, the big one that does is when um, she says, don't tell me I'd be better off with someone else when the truth is I would just be more scared. Right? Because mm. um, she's holding about how everyone leaves me you're going to leave me like, and she said, uh, with that moment last week, right? Where she told Sam that the thing she's most scared of in the world is being alone. Um, because yeah, she doesn't, she's like an orphan. She's never really had anyone kind of thing. Like everyone that, uh, she seems to have gotten close to has left and either left or died or whatever the case is. And obviously this is the moment where she's revealing that like, yeah, she's become attached now to Joel too. Um, <clears throat> but he's not really, He's not really in the place to hear it right now, I guess. Right? He's not right, very, yeah. very receptive to it because this is his line, which is, um, "You're right. You're not my daughter, and I'm sure as hell not your dad." And he's like, "We're gonna fucking see ya. Come dawn, we're fucking gone. We're going our separate ways, parting ways." Um, which, yeah. What do you, What do you think of this scene, Jack? Uh, I thought it was uh, very good, very intense. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I really liked it. It was very good. It's just again, it just goes to show that, like, I guess they really had something good with the game there. You know, because again, yeah, this, I mean, it's like pretty much exact, and it's like, yeah, this just works really well. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, we uh, cut, they've had that argument, and they cut to the next morning, and uh, Ellie's waiting in her room, all ready to go. Tommy comes and gets her. They go out to the get up, get the horse, and Jill's there trying to steal a horse, and obviously couldn't get it ready in time. So he's like, all right, I'll, I guess you can have a choice since we're both here. Do you want to go with me? And obviously, before he can finish. She like shoves her shit into his hand, into Joel's hands. Like, all right, let's go. And Tommy kind of gives him like a smile, and Joel's like, "Oh, I'm all shocked. I didn't think this was gonna happen." It's like, "Well, come on, man. You just give a whole speech about how she didn't. She wanted to stay with you. You're kind of her dad now, man. Come on, get come on. with it." So this is a again. This whole episode like is pretty on point, but also quite dissimilar to the show in that, uh, or the game, I should say, in that in the game they never actually get to Jackson. Um, in the game, this all kind of happens when they actually come across Tommy and his friends and stuff at the dam um, when they are starting it all up, right? 
So All right. that happens in the first game when they're like, oh yeah, we're setting up this dam, we're going to get power. Um, and then before they get back to Jackson itself, they're like, all right, we're going to head off. Um, so I don't remember exactly how it goes, but like, I don't think they ever, I don't think Joel ever fully convinces Tommy to like come with them. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of weird that they, the way it does work in this game, in the show here, because like, it kind of makes you wonder why Tommy doesn't just come with them as well. Right. Yeah. Like, also make the journey. And not be out of the question here. Cause it's I, like, I, they already convinced him to do it himself, but now Joel's going to go too. So it's like, okay, maybe we should all just go like, surely that's better. Yeah. They'll, they'll be safer to have both of them there. Couldn't hurt, right? Yeah. More things might have there. Things might have gone differently than later on, but oh, most know, definitely. Um, but so he, gets he doesn't get his gun back, which is upsetting. That's I'd I'd find that annoying. I gotta say, but that's that's whatever. But he gets his he gets Tommy's better gun, I guess. Anyways, yeah. Um, so he, he gets he gets what he gets. He works out in the end. Oh, they both they also get their pistols back. I don't know when that happens. You know what I mean? Like oh uh, yeah. That, because Joel has maybe, his revolver and Ellie has hers too. Maybe they give it back to maybe Tommy just has it when yeah, he maybe, maybe Tommy's gonna go with Ellie. Yeah. yeah. So they, they take so we kind of cut follow them, you know, traveling like five days so they reach um, a little, little traveling montage, right? Yeah, they're practicing shooting and Ellie can't get it. She's like, ah, it's a bad gun, and Joel shows her up. Uh they have a little bottom moment there. Joel's like laughing and smiling, which he obviously hasn't done yet, because now he kind of accepts accepts his role now he's kind of moved past it and they make it to the city with the university where the firefly is supposed to be let's talk and about there's nobody around i just want to talk about a couple of the conversations oh, yeah. they, they talk about the sheep again i think right oh yeah Joel's like actually i would be a singer oh that's right as they get there but that's yeah, another I think it's, it's, that's another little moment taken away from the game when he's like i'm a singer and she's like well, you gotta sing for me and he's like well no now i'm embarrassed um, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm embarrassed I I like the moment when Nelly's like, so the way they did it, they do his stuff in Jackson. There, why why didn't the whole country just work like that? Joel's like, ah, well, she's basically just like, wait, why weren't we all just communist? And he's like, ah, well, <laughs> human greed. <laughs> I liked how he's like, I was a contractor, and they're like, everybody oh, contractor. I love that moment. Yeah, that was very, very funny. Uh, because Joel's like, which is obviously a this is one of those things where it's like this is a moment where Joel isn't. Is not right. Like he's just talking from his perspective. But he was like, "Oh, the way it used to be is that some people wanted to have everything, and some people wanted nothing. No one to have nothing." And it's like that's probably not exactly it, Joel. But <laughs> kind of boiling a little too much to our bare bones here. She's like, "Which were you?" And he was like, "Oh, well, neither, I guess." <laughs> it's like so there weren't two <laughs> camps, Joel. There's three camps at least, <laughs> at least, and definitely more. So many more. Yeah, I love that. You're right. I totally forgot about that. That was very funny when she's like, "What did you do?" He's like, "I was a contractor. I built houses and stuff." And he's like, oh, that's cool or whatever. And he's like, yeah, everyone loved contractors. <laughs> they were their favorites. Yeah, she because she's like, she like makes fun of it because it sounds like a cool name, right? Like the contractor. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. She's like, yeah, we we're pretty cool. Yeah, everyone loved contractors. Yeah. No, everyone loves contractors. Nobody. Which, that's just, I, I mean, that's everyone knows that's true. Of course. We I know. Love I love contractors. Totally don't aren't just you know the worst. <laughs> He explains the rules of football yeah. to her. Oh, he does. Good stuff. Uh, how violent it was. Uh, so they is that I think is that the is there another conversation? I think that's I think that's probably it. Uh, uh, and then they make it yeah. they, they do a little bit of they're like, Man, it was so easy getting here. Wow, oh, it's, nothing's it gonna is, go uh, wrong. It's University of Eastern Colorado, is what it is. So. Eastern Colorado, that makes sense. Yeah, they uh, do so the classic like, ah, what a what a untroublesome journey. How yeah. nice and easy this was. No trials and tribulations here. But but this will be a sign of things to come. 
No problem. Oh, definitely. They, they get to the university uh, and they're like, it's only uh, monkeys here. A lot, of, a lot of baboon monkey like creatures running around. No humans. Hmm. They get there and they're like, everything. Oh, they do have the conversation about college. Oh, yeah. She's like, what, what were these for? And he's like, you know, he came here to like study or whatever. She's like, they just live here it. just to like go to classes. And he's like, yeah, and like party and find yourself or whatever. <laughs> Some whatever shit. I don't know, man. I was in Dungeon think- Storm. Yeah, I was going to say, in the game, I think she asked him. I, I guess she doesn't in this, but she's like, well, did you go to one of these? He's like, nah, I had like a kid and shit. <laughs> I had a kid pretty young. <laughs> and yeah, in the, in the continuity of the the show here, he was in yeah, he was in Desert Storm and shit, so he's got a lot going on. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so they find the, the Firefly operation, and it's it's abandoned. They're not there anymore. Mm. I can tell they were there probably not too you know long ago, but uh, not any longer, and they find that map that Seems to suggest that the Fireflies are all meeting at um, Salt Lake City for whatever reason. And so they're like, I guess we'll go there. Yeah, they're going to head down there. And then as they do it, they see there's these four vagabonds, these marauders running around. (laughs) Roving bandits. Yeah, brigands and thieves. And they're like, we'll go out the back door. This just goes to show how, like, the I think the show is effective at... um, I don't know, like given given proper stakes and stuff to it, because in the game, right, four enemies would be like nothing, right? I, I was thinking about this watching this episode, right? Because I think in the game, this would have covered about like three different battle scenes, basically three or four. Mm-hmm. Like when they meet uh, Tommy and them at the dam, some bandits attack the dam and they have to fight them off. And then like when Ellie runs away, they like find her at this house where she's reading that diary, right? And uh, yeah some bandits show up there and they have to fight them off and then when they get to this university here they're like fighting of course like you know lots of dudes because it's a game right so you need stuff to do right, right. Um, but in this show here it's just yeah there's like four guys with baseball bats and they still fuck him up <laughs> oh yeah they get him good so yeah. uh they're fighting the one guy and he breaks his bat in a tree when he joel ducks out of the way and right before joel like breaks his neck and kills him mm-hmm. he stabs him with the end of the baseball bat that he's still holding and joel's bleeding bad and they're able to escape but as they're riding down on this uh, snowy railroad track, Joel uh, succumbs to blood loss and falls from his horse. Mm-hmm. I'm the girl, he's like, ah, oh, shit, he fell from his horse. This isn't good. And obviously she's all alone and panicked, and the episode comes to an end. So we a little cliffhanger. That's it. That's all we got. Yeah. yeah it's tough. Um, no, but we think, Jake. He done I think Joel's dead. Is that the end for yeah, old Joel? Joel? Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's just Ellie's story now. Well, here's the thing. You joke, but uh, we, we don't even get to know next week. We don't know. Oh, is it a flashback episode? This flashback week? episode next week. So finally, I'm waiting for this. <laughs> no, no Joel at all. So, which I think is a fun way to do that. Um, this flashback episode is is it's going to be called Left Behind, which is the name of the DLC for The Last of Us One, which covered this. Which is kind of cool that they're you know folding that in. Um, right. And I think it's an interesting way to do it. It's leave people hanging for an extra week of like, is he? Is he not? Who knows? Um, but yeah. That's it. And and again, this episode is I think the one that fully sort of confirms the relationship, right? We talked about like last couple weeks how it was clearly growing and now it seems pretty pretty certain what they mean to each other. Because as he's laying mm-hmm. there, she's like, Come on, Joel, like don't leave me, kind of thing. Um, like I need you. And again, they have those even if Joel's not like comfortable enough to say what he means, um, it's clear, right? Each, like they have the fight. Yeah. And they they kind of leave off on poor terms for a minute there, but then you know actions speak louder than words, kind of thing. Because then yeah. the next day he's there, isn't he? So and teaches all that stuff on the road. Yeah, exactly. So they're clearly 
warming up to each other kind of thing. And uh, of course, that's when he's like uh, almost dead. So yeah, that's, hey, that's how it goes. What do you think? He got he seemed to get caught pretty good in like the I don't know liver area. So yeah, very important Ooh. abdomen parts and you bleeding. A lot. Your mid your entire midriff there's got real important stuff in it. So that's the most important stuff I'd say. Yeah, I would too. Actually, yeah. Come to think of it, well, I mean your heart's a little higher up, so you got that going for you at least. Yeah, your brain's in your head, but you know, livers oh, yeah. very important. Oh yes. So hopefully he missed anything vital and just hit. You know, all the dead space you got in there, right? Yeah, all that all the loose blood. It's a big <laughs> packet of blood. That's just kind of loose in your system. And it's good to get that out every so often. Yeah, you gotta refresh it, right? So Yeah. I gotta say, I thought the dude had a uh like an aluminum bat, but it wasn't. If it was aluminum, they would have saved everyone a little bit of guff, huh? Oh yeah. Who knows how it would have gone? I mean he wouldn't have stabbed Joel, but also his bat might have not broke. He might have had an effective weapon still. Aluminum bats are quite effective. 20 years into the apocalypse, you don't got anything better than a wooden baseball bat? I mean, come on. Times is tough. It's the apocalypse. These, these, these scrubs over here. I, I guarantee I could, I could scrounge up about five items in my home right now better than a wooden baseball bat. I mean, come on. Yeah, like the uh, like guns? Well, putting aside the firearms that may or may not be in my home, you know, I don't know. A wooden bat? I mean, I have an, I just hear, I have an aluminum baseball bat for playing baseball with. That'd be better than the wooden one, wouldn't you think? Oh, absolutely. Durability-wise? So, I don't know. And then they do the classic thing where they're like, oh, you asshole, you killed our friend. It's like, you guys are bandits. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do up. with those bats, asshole? <laughs> yeah, to us. Once you caught me, were you going to, like, help me out and play, you know, pick up baseball? That's the classic thing, isn't it? Like, you, hey, we yeah. were going to kill you, but if you kill us back, like, that's not cool, man. I mean, you, guys are, in Kansas you guys are dicks. You, hey, look, this guy's a killer. <laughs> it's like, wait. oh my god, I can't believe you killed him. What the fuck, man? It's like, well, hold on, fella. You know what they say, Jack? You live by the sword, you die by the sword. Or if you live yeah, by the baseball bat, you die by the broken or whatever. So, you know, it's the way it is. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm about ramps it up. He's just, he's just fucking dead, I guess. Sorry, Joel. Uh, well, he had a good run. Yeah, he had a good run. Pedro turned out a real good performance here. Um, so great to see. Uh, and uh. Like you said, it's just the Ellie show now, I guess. Yeah. All Ellie all the time. So next week we got Rue, Rue's little sister from fucking Let's Euphoria. Go. What's her name? Break. Go from Euphoria and can traumatize the Rue sister to be in the apocalypse and totally yeah. survive. She's going to survive. Maybe one day I'll see that girl in a, in a thing that isn't like traumatic and upsetting. You know what I mean? Like maybe one we'll day she'll be in a show where she gets to be just kind of happy. Not holding my breath, but you know, maybe. Oh, <laughs> Hopefully. What's she called in the in Euphoria even? Uh, I don't even know her. Bruce's sister? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Also, I could probably look up the actor's name because she is a real person. Yeah, she's like a human we could treat as a human. But we'll talk about her next week. It's not important. When we have yeah. the like, Explore Mall or whatever, it's a real fun time. I'm sure nothing bad will happen. Nah, it'll be fun to see all of the mall uh, apocalypse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, we'll go to Hot like Topic or whatever, I guess. Ooh, or Subway. And they'll be like, oh my the god, the, house is good. the Subway. Oh, the Subway. I was going to make the joke that Hot Topic wouldn't look much different. You'd just be like, oh my god, haha, it's Hot Topic. It's all spooky. Yeah. Or whatever. I mean, it's not really, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, but the same thing could say, you could say the same thing about Subway, am I right? <laughs> oh, those bloody like, oh my god, this bread's all still here. It's unchanged. Yeah, it's just as soft and sugary. What is what's this bread made out of? The fungus, it's, this that's the bread. bread. Yeah. I think this is legally a cake. <laughs> yeah, at least in Ireland, I think. Oh yeah, so we can. Uh, oh, the Ireland, right? I think it's yeah, yeah. in Ireland. That's it. They yeah, they, 
they like yeah they have like legal definitions of what can be considered a staple food and the, and the subway bread fell out of that it doesn't get to actually be legally known as bread because <laughs> it's got too much sugar okay let's take it uh, we can do. I do Ammon real quick. Or do you want to just go to? Yeah, let's go to Ammon. Quantumania, just yeah. a bit. So yeah, uh, so the Ammon Quantumium came out, and I guess the real question, because we we talked a little bit about people's reactions last episode, uh, just <laughs> about like as the real question I think of this quick little segment we'll do uh, is is this a good start to Phase Five? Because I've seen some people be like, oh, Phase Five, this is a terrible start, underwhelming, the script's terrible, the CGI sucks, oh, it's but oh, whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. I thought it was a good start to phase five. Mm-hmm. What do I know? Well, so let's talk about that. What, how important are any of these movies in terms of being the beginning or endings of the phases? Grand scheme. Not at all. That's kind of how I feel in the grand scheme of things. Because if we look back, obviously phase one doesn't necessarily count, but phase one, Iron Man is just Iron Man, right? It's not really anything yeah. until they did the rest of them. Um, Avengers is a solid leaving off point, I would say. Mm-hmm. But everyone after that's been kind of nothing. Except because, for like Endgame, maybe. Yes. Okay. But uh, here's the thing. We'll, we'll get to it. So Iron Man 3 was the f- beginning of Phase 3. Is that anything? Or, I'm sorry, Phase no. 2. But it's just Iron Man 3. I mean, it's a fine movie. I like it more than most. But also, there's nothing like grand about that in terms of setting everything up. It's one of the least important movies of that phase, actually. And then oh, yeah. it ends with Ant-Man. Phase 2 does. Another movie that's one of the least important ones. <laughs> then... Phase three begins with is it Civil War? That's a pretty good one. Um, yeah, but still, is that I'm, I'm, that's a fine one? I guess I gotta say. I guess you gotta give it yeah. credit for that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, and then what? Phase three ends with uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man No Far From Home, Far From Home, which is again it like, end with Endgame. No, it doesn't. Like I don't think these are really important. You know, and then what? Black Widow was beginning of four, and no, One Division's beginning of four. Oh, if we're counting the shows now, I guess so. Oh, I get the movies, then yeah, okay, okay, we'll keep movies. So it would be Black Widow, the start of four. It's just like, I don't think this is really as important. It's one of the first, only times I feel like I've seen people give this much weight to the idea that, like, oh, it's the first one of the phase. It's got to have this, that, or the other. You know what I mean? That's kind of oh, yeah. why. I, no, I agree. I think it's just, just a new, one of the new arguments you can use against Marvel. Because there's mm-hmm. always a new thing you can be like, well, it's this. It's. Because they keep like, well, superhero fatigue. It's like, I don't know, man. They make billions of dollars, man. I don't know. People are going to see them. Like, I don't. It's like, oh, oh they, yeah. It's not a part of the phase. It's like, who cares? When I, yeah, I, we, we were reading the AV Club article earlier where they kind of made fun of that of like, look at who is, is this going to be the end of it? And it's like, of course it's not. Well, they were being sarcastic of like, oh, yeah, this is it. Clearly, we're going to go back to, you know, serious dramas, <laughs> adult dramas. Yeah. It'll be all the movies now. It's like, yeah, probably not. Right. <laughs> um, But so, talking actual numbers. Um, Ant-Man is, did have a pretty bad, um, second weekend drop, right? And I think indeed one of the bigger ones ever, I saw something comparing it to, uh, Batman v Superman in terms of, uh, superhero movies dropping off, right? Okay. Right. Um, I don't know if it actually did worse than that or what. Um, I think it is the biggest drop off that a Marvel movie has ever had, which again, isn't necessarily as bad of a thing as it sounds because drop off just I mean, if you think about it, right? It it it's what it's dropping off, right? So it doesn't necessarily mean it's doing it terribly. It just means that it's doing more, much worse the second week than it did the first week. But that doesn't mean the movie as a whole is going to be, you know, horrible box office wise kind of thing, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. yeah. similarly, you could have a movie that had a pretty bad first week and a pretty bad second week, but there's not much 
change. So this went down from like 100 to like 32 mil, that is, which again is a big drop, but also it's not horrific or anything, you know? Right, yeah, not at all. But it it remains to be seen, I guess. Um, I, I mean, we like the movie quite a bit, I think. Oh, definitely. I don't know what the word of mouth is going to do for this. It seems like the general consensus is that it's kind of like, I guess, mid or whatever, underwhelming, like not anything incredible, but also it could just be one of those things where it's like, how many of the movies, the Marvel movies, does that apply to? And again, right. we're just being more critical lately. Like of this movie, it could just be, uh, like you said, like a fatigue thing where it's just, we're all looking at these more critically. Mm. Yeah, I just, I certainly, I think it's a fine start to the face again. The face starts don't matter. I think it's, I think it's whatever. It's all these movies connect. That's the whole I fucking think, point. Like, yeah, honestly, I think grand scheme of things, this has the potential to be more important to the rest of the phase than a lot of the starts do. I mean, it's literally yeah. about quantum. It's about Kang. He's the main villain of it. We know it's going to be sent. The next couple phases are going to be centered around Kang and that whole scenario, right? The whole multiverse deal. So having a movie about what is essentially a multiverse with Kang as the villain to start it off with seems, it seems like a good start. If anything, <laughs> I don't know. I, I would think so. If, but you know, people love to complain and say what they will. And you know, they're entitled to their opinions and all that. You don't want to disparage them. You didn't like this movie. You're not saying you have to like this movie, but, mm-hmm. but a lot I just of people, think people have, okay. bad arguments. Yeah. Uh, I have seen a fair number of people who have similar, um, uh, I, whatever praise for it, I guess that I do, which is just that like, it's just for, the, the sci-fi stuff is fun and interesting and like it's just kind of pulpy and all that which is again the aspect of the movie i like the most so i mean that's cool i think i don't know <laughs> it's cool to me uh but apparently cocaine bear is coming for its lunch basically so next no, week cocaine bear might win out we'll see what it was in yeah that's true maybe it might be the greatest film ever made jack just might be cinematic cinematic masterpiece you know like citizen kane absolute you know, perfection in in film. I don't can't wait to see it. If I see it, I mean, I probably won't see it. It's certainly bold. I mean, you got to give it that. Yeah, it's got it's got pizzazz. It's got some Juno Quad to it. Uh, so that's all I got to say about it, man. You got anything else to say? No, I don't think so. I think we covered it pretty well last week. Actually, in the Bad Batch episode 10? 9? Yeah, ten. Ten. Uh, ten. So this is what's the only episode title? Fuck, <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't matter. We'll keep moving. Oh boy, mining again. Uh, so we continue, we do another, like, we do a little arc here, a little two-episode arc again. I like these two-episode arcs, I think, a little bit more. Uh, like, last, ep- eight and nine, and, or seven, eight, and eight, nine, nine and ten here. Yeah, I, uh, I, where we just give stuff a little bit more room to breathe and develop. and Because, I yeah, mean, obviously, 22 minutes or whatever, it just isn't a lot to work with. And if you just, yeah, you have to do the full setup and everything of the whole episode, you know, within that. And it, the setup and the whole, like, conclusion to it all wrapped up in one episode you just don't have a lot of room to to breathe but mm-hmm. you know something like this we go into it with the setup from last week and so we just get to do a little more actual you know i don't know fun stuff i guess yeah, fun stuff we can build the planet more we can really explore the intricacies of this and i enjoyed it so we pick up where we left off with the batch where they're trying to fix up a bike in that abandoned uh spaceport so because they can go to the their ship's been stolen travel. yeah, yeah it's been stolen they can travel across the planet faster on this busted speeder and they're all three of them are trying to fix it and omega realizes you can probably track gonky they're gonk droid so we and upon us mention when she's trying to track him uh we cut to him and he's uh, obviously still in the marauder and the guy who stole it the little kid who stole the ship is like kind of not good at flying very well he can't like see over the seat he's quite small i guess the seat's too low 
uh, and he kind of flies it in and he lands it and there's like this uh, mob guy there who is like a robot arm he's kind of old I can't remember his name never remember any of these people's names Gani or whatever Ganji yes yes something like that uh, and he, uh, he uh, they're like they're they're minor their kids all these kids are minors but sometimes they can steal things to get themselves higher up in like earnings and making them making him more money so basically he just uses child labor to maximize his profits while feeding them nothing classic story yeah. yeah, he gets to keep the gun droid as a gift because this guy's shitty. He's like, I keep this stupid fucking battery droid. I don't give a shit. Uh, so obviously the bad batch catch him. They're like, Hey man, give us our shit back. You're gonna get it back. And he's like, I don't really want to, but I guess I gotta. Uh, so uh, they do that. They infiltrate it through a um a chimney, right? Whatever it is. Yeah, whatever. Hunter does it. They have like obviously six yeah. second interval. Classic form. Uh, Omega bonds with the. The kid who's similar to her age, obviously, which is a thing that we see a lot in the show, which is just like, oh, oh my god, just to ha- gets to hang out with a kid for a while. And, yeah, uh, his name's Benny. Yeah, and he's like, oh no, he likes us or whatever, whatever his freaking name is, Gonki or whatever the stupid uh, the crime boss mob crime boss guy is. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's looking out for us, and they're all like, well, he's obviously now this is very, very transparently bad. <laughs> <laughs> but then they get the actual evidence of it, right? And yeah. Uh, they're, when they show it to everyone there, they're like, "Oh, actually, we all dislike this." <laughs> oh, actually, hey, we're not a fan of Seize the means. The worker is keeping the the boss keeping the worker down. That's right. He's cutting our profits. Boss makes a dollar while they make a dime. You know. Yeah. So they That's... seize those means. They Man, they throw them off a freaking pit or whatever into a mine. They're like, "Ah, he's gone." And he's like, "Yeah, he's gonna leave." They're like, "No, we're just gonna be mining children forever, but it'll be a little bit better because we'll do." child communism i guess two communisms this week yeah hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah let's go they threw monko off of ledge or whatever his name is i think it's monko i think it's an m mako moko like i think it, it is mako they're like see you dick um your commando droids won't help you now yeah i think they fall with them i think they push them all off yeah so they're gone and he's and yeah they seize him but they're like we all get an equal share now i bet nothing bad will happen to us yeah i'm sure people the will empire sw- knocking because that never happens Oh no! Oh, oh, no. It, it happened. <laughs> but uh, I mean, we don't have to worry about that right now. No. I guess <laughs> that's for from our true. perspective. It, it all happened pretty nicely, and they're like, and um, Benny is like, "Hey guys, I owe you a favor if you ever if you ever need it." And I just want to be like, "Listen, I get that you can steal things or whatever, but there's no way he's more effective at anything, it really." Really, <laughs> so bad match, right? No, not at all. Even there's got to be right. Right. Yeah. There's nothing. They're like infiltrating like a daycare or something. They need like they can't have like a record walk in. Like yeah, they got Omega who they're actively training. That's how I feel. But whatever. Good for him. You know, it's a good. It's a good gesture, I suppose. Uh, I know. I was. I was thinking. I was like, oh, he'll come back later. But then that's a good point. Like, wait, they won't need him. Why why would they ever call Benny? Like, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm being a little shitty. Obviously, they could. I'm sure they could figure out something or another. Mm -hmm. But. Yeah, so he might. I don't know. So, I mean, he said it, right? Like, so yeah. they said it in front of us. So, like, Chekhov's Gundam. So, Chekhov's Benny. Though. Chekhov. Yeah, exactly. So, he probably will. But, uh, and then we get the moral, which is cl- in classic Bad Batch form. She just kind of says that loud at the end. And the idea of this one was that she's like, she, Omega kind of has the realization, like, oh, it's not just the Empire that sucks. There's just bad people in general. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, Sometimes shit. people are bad. <laughs> And they're all over the place. And she's like, yeah, we've think about how many people we've seen who are just dicks and they're not related to the empire at all. And the uh, tech is like, yeah, 
Yeah, you're not wrong. We see a lot of them. We're, we were literally soldiers, so like we were on before the Empire, and ooh, they were pretty terrible. But um, also, you know, uh, there's people like us too who are trying to do the right thing. So that's something. Such a downer, huh? I guess it is, and that's kind of the whole show, really. <laughs> it's like they're just trying to help people out a lot of the times yeah. when they're not working for a horrible crime boss lady like who's a lizard. Planet that they that she sent them to. I hope we get. I hope we get something about that next week. I hope that comes to a head. We get a revelation to that, you know, and they just are like, "Actually, Sid, fuck off." Yeah. <laughs> or you've had enough. Gross training. You know what I'm saying. I think they should be done with that because what at this point, what are they getting from that, right? Oh, yeah, nothing. What are they getting out of that? Nothing at all, right? Bad deal. Bad deal. So I think they should, yeah, put the kibosh on that. See ya, Sid. Hmm. She's not really giving them much value, and she just screws them over on like a biweekly basis here. So she, she loves doing it. If she's not doing it one week, it'll be the next week. Maybe they can finally do the thing that they should have been doing all along, where it's like, oh, maybe we should help people against the Empire because they suck. Yeah, I, I would I think so. We're about halfway through, I think they'll probably start oh, no. getting in there. Uh, we're a little more than halfway. All right, I guess it's true. We got four left, huh. right? I thought it was something 16. like that. I think it's like sixteen. Well, if we're ten, then I guess we have four. Yeah, I guess we Yeah. Uh, so but two of those are the end, presumably. So yeah, it's probably a two episode arc. Hopefully, there's like just twos all the way through eleven and twelve, thirteen, fourteen. That'd be nice. Fifteen, sixteen. It'd be nice if we had some more of these. Again, just a little bit more meat on them. But oh yeah, we'll see. Uh, is there anything? Not too much to say about this one. It's a pretty yeah. No, I mean. See, I don't want to fall into the trap that we always make fun of people for saying, but it is. This one did feel a little bit more. Um, failure just because I didn't. I didn't feel like we actually got much character stuff either. Right. Yeah. No one like changed or just like do like Benny got character stuff. Yeah. So, but whatever. It was fine. It is what it is. Again, the show. It's the show. I mean, it is what it is. You're either into it or you're not at this point, right? Halfway through season two, you know what we're dealing with. You know the score. Mm-hmm. Okay. So probably I can take out of that then. Aside for next week, and we're into the end here. But I can take, but right in the end. Uh, so. As always, thanks so much for listening. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Akatech Jazz, on Gmail at AkatechJazzGmail.com, and on Instagram at The Akatech Podcast. You can listen to us wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, tell your friends, tell your enemies, get them to listen. Our logo was done by friend of the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can always find him at InkOcean.jpg on Instagram or on Redbubble. Our intro was done by friend of the show, Celery Salt. You can always find him on uh, Spotify and SoundCloud with his albums and singles. And as always, we wrote it, we produced it, we built up the sets. Say goodnight to the people, Zach. Good night, Jack. Good night. Good night. Big week next week, Jack. Big week. A little sting on the end here. You know what we got next week? We got got the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. We might be seeing a movie or two. It's going to be a big one. Very exciting. I can't wait. I'm I'm so excited for the Mandalorian. Uh, Woo! Woo, Mandalorian! A nice five, six topicer. We haven't had those in a while. We're gonna both show up in our cosplays, of course. Oh, of course. Our, we'll be, we'll be in Mandalorian suits and, and you know accoutrements and, and weaponry and whatnot. Yeah. My big I'm gonna shoot Jack with a whistling bird or whatever they're called. It's gonna be great. I'll do the one that uh, um, disintegrates you. Boom. Yeah, well, I'll flamethrower you, huh? Ah, damn. I'll flamethrower you, Jack. They love the flamethrower. But yeah, big excited for that, listeners. Uh, so uh, good night and Godspeed, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>